My name is Mary Ann Preble. I was born and brought up in Bangor. Uh, I lived there for quite a while, and then when my uh, mother passed away, I ended up in Pineland. This is Life on My Own, Developmental Disabilities from Institution to the Community, brought to you by the Maine Developmental Disabilities Council. Marianne Preble was once a resident at Pineland Hospital and Training Center, also known as the Pownall State School and the Maine State School for the Feeble-Minded. She was born in 1949 and landed there when her mother died. We got there and it was like a place that I never, it was strange. It was like, I should, I don't want to be here. And so they, I went over to the administration building. They took me into like it was a hospital or whatever. My folks couldn't come for a while because where I was just, and it hurt me to see them to leave. And I got really upset and crying and stuff, and they were going to come in and put me in a straitjacket and give me a shot. I said, I finally calmed down, and you know, it took me a while, but I mean, it just like, it was just like, they put me there and they were gonna, you know, went off. And it hurt. Preble says she was often called hurtful names while she was at Pineland. It was the kind of place that immediately made her want to leave. There were bars on the windows, and we went from there to another building for breakfast. Then I went to work at Pineland for a while, and then I went out to work at... I went out to work until I was, what, 16, and I ended up back in Pineland. It wasn't a place that... You know, I wanted to be. I wanted to go back home. And I got to crying and everything, and they were going to put me in a straitjacket. And so I calmed down, and it was like a place that I'd never, never seen before. And so it, when somebody else acted out, and if they were near somebody that they didn't know, they'd say it was, they said it was me that was, that did it. And I'd be locked up in a room with just a mattress. No, I couldn't have any clothes or anything on me. Life at Pineland was heavily regimented. We'd get up, we'd take our showers or whatever, uh, we'd get ready for breakfast. We, everybody'd line up, go out, go to a, go up to the other building to eat. Then we'd come back, and we'd go and uh, do our chores, whatever we had to do there. We had to tell them what if we were going out into the pension area, or, or if we had to go to work, we went to work. It was kind of not. I felt like I didn't, you know, didn't want to go to work. I wanted, if I didn't. Then I did not be punished for not doing what I was supposed to do. And she wasn't always able to do what she wanted to do. At a certain time, we had they had marked the closet.
to go in so he can get a next day clothes or whatever we whatever that was supposed to be done. That I really didn't like being, you know, had to te- had to be told that the closet that we kept that they kept our clothes in at a certain time we had to get our clothes. When she was about sixteen, Preble worked in the laundry at Pineland. It was okay, but sometimes, you know, I didn't like it, but would either do that or be not doing nothing at all. If I didn't go to work, I wouldn't be able to have the money to go to the canteen or doing things with with the other ones. On an outing, she had a chance meeting with her brother and his wife. They were able to get her discharged from Pineland and took her to live with them. I was glad when came the day for me to leave because uh, my my experience being there when I was 10, it was like, good, I'm not there anymore. I'm out on my own. I'm out in the community with my family and stuff. I, you know, I don't have to go to bed when, I, when I'm told or blind up or go outside and, and during the winter or, you know, I was safe, I, you know. From what, from what I was in Pineland. After staying with her brother, Preble started finding her own place. I made up my mind once I got in Pineland that I was going to get my own place, be out on my own. I went from being with my brother and uh, his wife for a while. We went from there into a group home in Winthrop. And once I was in, in that place, I mean, with other people, that I got to go to see my family, see my relative, my family and stuff quite a bit at the group, from the group home. And then I I said that I was going to get out, go out and find my own apartment, which I did in Hollowall. I got to work at the preschool in Hollowall um, that was nice working with kids, to, and I got paid doing that. And then they had to let me go because they couldn't pay me anymore. At the group home, she was able to live a more independent life. We got to share in the cooking. We got to share in the um, housework. People had different things to do at the group home. One or two people would do the living room or the kitchen, the halls, we did our own bedrooms. It was nice, it was like being in a regular setting. And they could choose and cook their own meals. We made teas, we made uh, spaghetti, potatoes, a vegetable. We would, all of us would make out the menu. And it was nice, it was like being being on your own, not being in Pineland, uh, everybody shared what, what they wanted to, what they want like to do. Preble married, and when her husband needed nursing care in Augusta, she was able to find an apartment nearby. She volunteered as activity director at the nursing home. 
she delivers meals to shut-ins, and she has been able to advocate for herself and for others. I'd advocate for people that couldn't advocate for themselves, and it's brought me closer to, you know, doing something for other people than what... I wouldn't be on these committees if it wasn't for me, for doing, advocating, for speaking up, for... Because a lot of people that 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 are in group homes and stuff, they've always, I've heard them say, they want to be out on their own. They want to have an apartment. They want to get married. You've got to speak up and tell them. You're not going to be able to do it if you don't. I've been able to go to the state house, tell them what, about, what I think about other people that live in, what, what I've heard from them, I bring back to the, to the state house to, when I go to testify. I go so that they know I'm the other self-advocate's voice, taking their voice to, to the state house. To, and it makes me feel good to be able to do, to do that for other people, that, to give back for what, what I've learned. Most of all, she enjoys her independence. I like what I'm doing. I like making my own decisions, uh, being able to go where and when I want, not being with a whole bunch of other people. It's like, gee, I'm, I'm free. I'm out on my own. It's like, what am I going to do next? I volunteer, and after I volunteer, I you know, it's like, I feel good. It feels, makes me feel good doing things for other people. You've been listening to Life on My Own, Developmental Disabilities from Institution to the Community, a production of the Maine Developmental Disabilities Council with the assistance of oral history and folk life research.